1: Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB At-Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only three ninety-nine dollars per month.
2: Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties
1: the game. Subscribe to At-Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 248-539-9797.
3: Uh, MLive.com's Kyle Mikey has put out a story about, oh, about, Seven minutes ago, and I'll just read it. It says, the Lions are hiring Terrell Williams to take over as run game coordinator and defensive line coach, according to The Athletic. So it's The Athletic story. It remains unclear whether John Scott, who was hired as defensive line coach last season, is shifting to a new role with the team or is on the move. Williams is 49 years old, played defensive tackle at East Carolina, Eastern Carolina, Spent more than a decade working through the college ranks before taking over as the Raiders D-line coach in 2012. He moved on to the Dolphins in 2015, where he was on the same staff with? Dan Campbell. Who eventually became interim head coach, and you know who else was on that staff? Ben Johnson. Williams has served as the Tennessee Titans defensive line coach since 2018, and added assistant head coach to his responsibilities under Mike Vrabel. Hmm.
2: hmm. There's. Uh, there is, um, and I've talked to some individuals back in D.C. There are. There. There is a, a kind of a consensus that Anthony, or not. Sorry, um, Aaron Glenn is is a a major player in regards to their head coaching candidacy. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out because we discussed that yesterday. Mm-hmm. Is could this if A.G. moves on as a head coach? Could it open the door for MV, <laughs> <laughs> Mike Vrabel, um, to come to Detroit as a defensive coordinator? Because it doesn't sound like he's in the running for that job. No, which think I think is is it's kind of criminal God, if, that he I, I, wouldn't I, I, be a head coach.
3: Now you would th- if this guy's going to be the new run game. That would be in, that would be amazing because we talked about it yesterday, and I said that ah, now there's no way he would come here. Shows you what I know or what anybody knows.
2: Well, it's I mean, who knows if he would or not? Correct. Who knows if he could go from being a head coach to being a, a coordinator? Right. And you know, I mean, that's that's a that's a variable question. Who knows? But if he doesn't want to be out of the game for a year,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I, I, you know, hey, get back into it. Call plays. Maybe you're but, there for a year or two, and then all of a sudden, boom, you're back to the head coach.
1: Yeah, and the question is, does he want to do it as an NFL DC? There was something making the rounds yesterday. I ran into this just looking up some variable stuff on some Wisconsin Badgers uh, you know, team websites, message boards, message boards and stuff, that he would go to Wisconsin for one year to serve as an analyst under Luke Fickle because they're friends to stay in the game. Right, the analyst role, so he's not really the DC, and he doesn't you know, have, doesn't have to recruit. Seen a little bit of that at Bama, yes. See it at go- Bama. Seen it at
2: Bama. You've seen it at a lot of places. That that whole you know analyst position. Um, Michigan had a
3: couple too, didn't they? Oh,
2: Mich- yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everybody has a, a few. Uh, I, I mean, Freddie J was uh, was is, was an analyst, an offensive analyst. Freddie oh, Jackson, right? Uh, Mike DeBoard was 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 an analyst at one point. So yeah, they're they're in every program. Um, and they are a lot of the times used for, hey, I've got a buddy who can can provide a service to us, right. a very valuable service, but needs to stay in the game. How do we utilize that knowledge? How do we tap into it? Well, let's make him an analyst because well, we've already got our position coaches.
3: Wasn't Sark an uh, analyst before he was bumped up to O-O-C. OC at Alabama? Yeah.
2: yeah. After the, the and a lot of times stuff. that's how you stash a coach. Right. If they didn't have a job, you're like, okay, well, let's. I want to see how they would fit in here. And if it works and you have a, a coordinator that moves on, boom, you've got
3: somebody to, to fill the role already. Yes. So, uh, as reported by The Athletic uh, via Kyle Monkey or Kyle Monkey via The Athletic, whatever, uh, Terrell Williams will take over as the Lions run game coordinator and defensive line coach. And we talked yesterday at one of the things, you know, we're discussing Aaron Glenn, how the defensive line misses Todd Wash, who went to Carolina. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Um,. So, we talked about the best decision Dan Campbell's made in the last three years.
2: Yeah. Mine was moving on from Anthony Lynn, taking over the play calling, and getting
3: the offense to where the vision that Dan Campbell had for it. Right. You know, maybe it's even, you know, keeping Ben Johnson from the previous staff, because Ben Johnson was here Correct. under Matt Patricia. So, that could actually be number one. However... I'm going to go away from the offense for a second, and this—you probably won't like this one. But hey, you do you. Okay, it was just—I wanted to think about this for a second—and uh, then Dan Campbell's decision to fake the punt game one against Kansas City set the tone for the freaking season. Uh,
2: I—I I'm, I'm, I like it. Why? Why, why you think I wouldn't
3: like I it? I don't know because
2: it's i, I loved it. All right. And, and I mean would I have done it? No. No, no. <laughs> and if it didn't work, we'd have been all over him. Sure. I mean you you, you fake so, a punt on well, your own side of the fifty yard line, or the twenty yard line. You can argue
3: that the season was bookend by questionable decisions by Dan one Campbell. Worked one and one, one worked, didn't. some yeah. didn't work. Yeah.
2: What he you know as I said when the fourth and two didn't work, the fourth and three didn't work, it was you put your players in a position. To be successful and they did that in week one with the fake punt hey Jalen Reeves maven all right you got a chance to be successful here you go and they went out and they performed Mm -hmm. and throughout the course of the year we saw that whether it was fourth downs you know long third downs you put your players in position for success and then we saw it again against San Francisco fourth and two Josh Reynolds was in position to make a play Mm -hmm. and he just didn't right doesn't mean it was a bad call you could question it. Yes, doesn't mean Josh Reynolds
1: is a bad player. No, had a drop. Yeah, and another one. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> which wasn't a really controversial play, but
1: yeah, I'm sure he had a pretty big say in uh, getting Alex Anzalone here. Campbell. Oh yeah, I, and, I, and extending him. I, yeah, and look, I still think Anzalone a little overrated at times. That you, right, he makes a lot of tackles, so you see him a lot. Sometimes. <laughs> You know, it's after big plays, okay. And I, I think if you rank the starters one through twenty-two, he would be roughly just no, without doing it, but on the, in the middle here, of the pack. I'd put more bottom five. Okay. Of the uh, seriously, I would, but he has brought away leadership, that's and, it, and all those things that were extremely necessary in turning this around. And I've always I've been a critic of him. I admit I was wrong. I I, I mean the fact that. It, he is a good, he's a good football player. He's worth being a starter in this league. I just think it's bottom end. I'm not trying to shred him, but I just think the importance of the intangibles were humongous.
2: Well, I think they understand that as well because they didn't break the bank to to sign him, mm-hmm. and they also went out and drafted his replacement in, oh. in in Jack Campbell. Right. So eventually, the the reins will be handed over whether it's Jack Campbell, and we saw the impact this year, a much better impact of Derek Barnes, a guy that they drafted in their original uh, draft. And I think that his best asset, and it might be Goff's best asset too, is leadership. Mm-hmm. And you clearly – that's the one thing that I've always said is until they have – leaders, you can have leadership up top, and that goes from ownership to front office to coach. But until you have leadership on the field on in every phase – you're not, you're never going to be a winner.
1: I, I think another thing, too, and maybe too soon still, I think the way he's handled JMO has been excellent. Yeah. Same, he's,
2: it, same with Jameer Gibbs. Early on, we wanted more. Now we have more. Early on, we wanted more with JMO, and now we're starting to get more. And we kind of all feel like this offseason, like it's a huge offseason, but he should hit the ground running. Yeah.
3: But for JMO, to Gov's point, I think it's more of the intangible. Uh, Gibbs was, we knew he was going to be really good. We just wanted to see him get the ball more. JMO was, Development is a professional as well. Yeah, uh, here are some ticket texts. Uh, best decision for Dan Campbell was to support shipping Matthew Stafford out of town to let Brad Cook. That's Neil from Carlton. Well, that was that decision was made before they hired him. Yeah, that was that was a higher level decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, former Panthers coach John Fox is on the Lions staff as a defensive analyst right now. That's from Kevin and Gallianis. Uh, Williams is a big-time hire. We're talking Terrell Williams. uh, Great D-line coach. He's coached up a ton of guys there in Tennessee and a big reason why the Titans always have a stout defense. Yeah. Man, it sounds like the Lions are always looking to improve in some way, even if it seems like just a little thing. This is awesome. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. So people want to play for Dan Campbell, and it looks like they want to coach – under him too. Yeah, I mean, it, the, again, it's it's now about he needs the, a, he probably needed a job because they made a coaching change. Obviously, sure. Well, I mean, yeah, you. Yeah.
2: There are a lot of guys that that are out there looking for jobs. Mm-hmm. Mike Vrabel happens to be one of them.
3: <laughs> exactly.
2: And yeah, if if when coaching staffs are relieved of duty, you I mean, like Ben Johnson, you could have a coach that comes in and says, "I want to keep him." Dan Campbell kept Ben Johnson. Mm-hmm. You could also have a complete overhaul, and there are just because you had a, were a part of a team that lost mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you're a bad coach. And so you start to look around and say, "Hey, who's available?" And of those coaches, who can we use to to make us
3: better? And and that's what Dan's doing right now. Absolutely. Now, Fraley was still was they kept him right? He was here before. He no? was yeah. Okay. yeah So so he those are two really good decisions that Dan Campbell made keeping Hank Fraley – Yep. And keeping Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson, yep. Our telephone number is 248-539-9797. Uh, don't forget, we have the two Grand Slam coming up at 725. Uh, coming up next, surprising hire by the Green Bay Packers. 97 won the ticket. Hey, we're all ready
2: to celebrate the Super Bowl, and there's no better chance or better place to celebrate it than on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And if if you're like everyone else, Super Bowl Sunday, it's about a few things. Getting the best seat in the house making sure you get the best food in the house and then placing some bets on the game. And FanDuel has so many different ways for you to end the season with a win or possibly two or three. Now, not only can you bet on who's going to win Super Bowl 58, but you can bet on so many things like which player is going to score a touchdown, how many they're going to score, how many rushing yards, how many points are going to be scored. And you can even pair those together in a same game parlay. And if you're new to FanDuel, join today and you're going to get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins, visit Fanduel.com slash Jansen to sign up. That's Fanduel.com slash Jansen and make every moment more with Fanduel, an official Sportsbook partner of the NFL and 97 won the ticket. Must be 21 or over in present Michigan. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable. bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problems? Call
3: 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Dylan Larkin with the tying goal. Daniel Sprong scored the other Wings goal, but uh, unfortunately, the Wings lose in overtime. They still get a point. Uh, Shane Pinto with the uh, game winner in overtime. He is just a few games back from a 41-game suspension for gambling. By the way, pretty good player, Shane Pinto. Mm. Mm. Uh weird. They win the faceoff, does uh, Ottawa, and then they controlled the puck uh, possession the entire time until the goal. The Wings really never even touched the puck in overtime. That's because overtime has changed, and I don't like it. It used to be up and down, three on three. It was, you know, really exciting. Now, a lot of times they'll just go back in their own zone, wait for it to change a player. It's just, it's, it's, it's not as much fun. Wings are off until February 10th when the Canucks come to town. Canucks? Uh, <laughs> the Crooks? The Canucks? I said the Canucks. The, said the Canucks.
2: Yes. That was the Canucks.
3: Van- Vancouver Canucks. Canucks. Oh, wait a minute here. Canucks.
1: yeah, Canucks. So Canucks. I call them the Canucks. Somewhere in between. I've never heard this one. Okay. Whatever. Sometimes I just don't pay attention.
3: Yeah, you're better off not-
1: that way. The Cavaliers <laughs> over the Pistons,
3: 128 to 121.
1: I'm miserable when I do that. Yes. Uh
3: 128, 121. The Cavs win it. Uh the Spider, Donovan Mitchell, 45 points, 20 in the fourth quarter. Uh Gallinari leading the Pistons. He came off the bench because Mescala got hurt. Uh, Isaiah Stewart didn't play. 20 points for him. The Pistons shot really well, 56% from the field, 52% from three, and they still lose. Cade Cunningham, 19 points, no turnovers, which is good for him. Uh, but as a team, they still committed 17. Uh, they led by three with four minutes left in the game, and then Cleveland went on a 15-5 to run to close the game. Uh, they're back in action tomorrow night. At the LCA against a team that, I don't know, might win an NBA championship. They've been close before, and they always seem to fizzle out in the playoffs for whatever reason, but the, yes, Lock Clippers are in town, the best team in Los Angeles right Mm -hmm. now, uh, with Kawhi Leonard, uh, Russell Westbrook coming off the bench on that team as well, Paul George, and, of course, the beard, the one, the only, the beard, James Harden. He have the best beard in sports. Well, you, uh, you might no. not like it.
2: Uh, no, I mean, it, it's got a, a quality beard. Um, I would probably go with, I mean, people are going to probably hate on this one just because his last name, but Jason Kelsey. He's got a terrific that's a, beard. That's a good one. I mean, he's yeah. not
3: retired yet, so I consider him an active player, and I'll yes. put him out
2: there. Yes, put him out there.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Kittles is a little scraggly. Yeah, I don't like the scraggle. Yeah. I'm not a big scraggly beard guy. Okay. I like, uh, what's his name? Um Brett Burns. His is just – it just doesn't end. It just, it's not – it's um, kemp. It's not kempt. It's unkempt. It's unkempt. Yes. Yes. It's not, not, not kempt. When I see a beard like that, I just want to cut it with a pair of scissors. I know. Like the yours, Greg, is very kempt. Thank you. Yes. All right. Um, it's kind of a strange story. Yesterday, the, uh, the head football coach of Boston College – Now you say Boston College? Well, they are in the ACC. Not the greatest comments, but it is a Power Five school, and I believe they have a home and home with um, Michigan State beginning uh, this year. But their head coach Jeff Hafley, who at one point was the defensive coordinator at Ohio State, that's correct. Yep, right before he went to BC, Uh, he is leaving BC. (laughs) Now, granted, signing day is not what it was because of early signing day, but we're about a week away, I believe, from signing day. Right?
2: Um, Actually, I think we are. What is today? The Today's the first, so it's yeah. next Wednesday.
3: What's today? The first, February 1st. Thursday. Thursday, yeah. Yeah, so
2: it's next Wednesday. Yes. yes first so Wednesday of February.
3: February. Okay. So, um, yeah. So he's leaving to become the defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers.
2: Not surprised. I mean, I wouldn't have necessarily picked that name out of a hat. Right. But I, we're going to see a lot of this.
3: Yes. It's and,
2: a pain in the
3: ass to uh, be a
2: coach in college.
3: Right, and that's say what you want about harbs one of the reasons i'm sure that he's leaving besides the 16 million dollar budget and 60 million dollar contract and unlimited budget to hire the, whoever he wants that colleges can't you know match is the whole you don't have to deal with the NCAA, you don't have to deal with recruiting you don't have to deal with kids parents
2: even if you take out the the whole you know sign stealing or the ncaa violation that you know that they got notice of in terms right. of recruiting during the covid Take that out of the equation. If you if if none of that had even happened, you still have to deal with the uncertainty of the transfer portal and in the, the ever moving target that that is with NIL, which is an, an ever moving target, and it's gonna that tar- target's gonna be moved here again right. with the 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 lawsuit that Tennessee and which other state Virginia, was it? Virginia. Um, and I haven't fully dug into that. Uh, maybe we'll get into that tomorrow or or, or next week because there's a lot of moving parts there. It. It's a huge pain in the ass to be a college coach, whether you're a position coach or a head coach.
3: Right, and if you are, and then, well, we had this discussion once with Larry Foote, you know, you know, because he was rumored at one point. I think Jim Harbaugh actually tried to convince him to come to Michigan yep. to either be the DC or something else, and he said, "No, why would I leave the NFL?" Well, because you, I
2: mean, you're dealing with guys that, if they've been in college, like a let's just say Mike Elston was at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Um, now he's at Michigan. Like That's the world they know. And it's kind of evolved, so they've been a little bit desensitized to it. Now it's getting to a point where even those guys that have been lifelong college coaches are like, you know what, I'm, I want to test the NFL waters. Yeah. Is there a spot for me in the NFL? Uh, and my concern, if something doesn't happen and if it's not corrected soon, you, w- what
3: type of coaches are we going to have in college? In five years. That's a good point. 248 539 is the telephone number if you want to make some money.
1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
3: All right, it it is the two grand slam, your chance to win $2,000. The way this works, a contestant will get 10 questions from us. You get them all right, within the 60-second time frame, you'll win $2,000, thus the name is the Two Grand Slam. Uh, You'll get $25 for each correct response. We will not tell you if your response was either correct or incorrect. We urge you passionately, if you don't know, pass as quickly as possible, go back to it. Sometimes the right answer comes later in the game, and you might get it, and that could help you win, two thousand yep. dollars it's been done once or twice it can happen again mm-hmm. all right let's find our contestant and he hails from k-pak what's up chris hey stoney how you doing i'm doing good you
1: good man i've been trying to get on here like crazy before you retire well I. Uh, you
3: know what? Sometime uh, I believe around the ho- like Memorial Day or something like that, we'll play two grand slam. I'll be back for that. Okay.
1: I'll I think be- you should pull pull the Ben Johnson. Come back one more year for us, Tony. We need you for this Lions run.
3: Well, that was the intent for this year, and they kind of screwed it up at the end.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they came up a
3: little shy. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'll will we'll notify the authorities, but I don't think that's going to happen. All right, we'll leave it at that. Are you ready to play the two Grand Slam, Chris? Yes, sir. I'm ready. Are you ready to win $2,000? I'm going to try my best. All right. Here you go. Good luck, Chris. The clock will begin when I start. Who is the lead performer at the Super Bowl 58 halftime show? Pass. Who is the current general manager of the Tigers? Pass. What is Spencer Torkelson's jersey number? 35. Who played Mike Baxter in the sitcom Last Man Standing? Uh, Tim Allen. Where did Frank Ragnow play in college? Arkansas. Who was named MVP in the Super Bowl last season?
1: Uh, Pat Mahomes.
3: Who performed at halftime in the Lions-Packers Thanksgiving game this past November? Uh, Jack Harlow. What country is hosting the 2024 Summer Olympics? Pass. What is the nickname of Winnipeg's CFL team? The Jets. He was recently named head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Pass. Who is the lead performer at the Super Bowl 58 halftime show next week? Uh, next week, I know. I got a pass. Up, time's up. You got four four. four yep. All in a row, too. Yep, got yourself a C note. Exactly. Hundred dollars there, Chris. All right, cool. Thank you guys. Congratulations. Yeah. Greg will get the pertinent information. Here's what Chris he passed on a lot, and then he had two wrong. Uh, Usher will be the lead performer at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. If you're listening yesterday, you know that Jeff Greenberg, the current general manager of the Detroit Tigers, we had him on the show yesterday. Uh, Spencer Torkelson's jersey number is not 35. That was Justin Verlander. So that hadn't even been re- reused again. Recycled? I, uh, I don't oh. think so. Uh, uh, torque wears number 20. Mm-hmm. The Summer Olympics in 2024 will be in France. Um, And the nickname of the Winnipeg CFL team, the Blue Bombers. The Blue Bombers. I
2: figured somebody was going to say Jets.
3: Yeah. Uh, And uh, Dave Canales was recently named the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Uh, The two grand slam brought to you each and every Thursday by the great folks of the Genesis credit union. Housekeeping Stoney was able to look it up pretty quickly. Justin Verlander is the last number 35 for the Tigers. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. I mean, I, and will be. I, yes, exactly. You're right. It's, that's one jersey the uh, Illich organization's getting right. Yes,
2: yes. It will not be, should
3: not be worn again. Yes, as opposed yes. to number 91 that should be retired at Little Caesars Arena. By the way, do you know he's coaching in the KHL? I, I saw a highlight last week. He he was coaching one team and Larry Onof was coaching the other team. Yeah. Sergei's turned into a they, they say a decent coach over
2: there. Yeah, his brother's a coach as well, up in uh, northern Michigan.
3: Oh,
1: Fedor.
2: Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, what, what, it was uh, Jack used to play for his organization. Oh. Uh, up there, uh, a little ice rink in between. Uh, organization hockey. Well, yeah, organization yeah. Uh, between uh, Petoskey and Harbor Springs there.
3: Wow. Ice house. Those kids turned into commies. What <laughs> <laughs> the. <laughs> Oh, well, Russians! You know, come on. All right. No, they're in D.C. The commanders, <laughs> the commies. Oh, they might be hiring Aaron Glenn. All right, two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven Stoney and Jansen uh, on a Thursday. Ninety seven won the ticket. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. In case you missed the uh, the lion news that we uh, talked about that took place overnight, Uh, the Lions have a new position coach. Uh, It looks like Terrell Williams, uh, who was the defensive line coach for the Tennessee Titans, will take over and accept the run game coordinator and defensive line position with the Lions. Now, if you want to see Terrell Williams in action, he's the head coach of the American squad at the Senior Bowl. Oh, okay. So check him out. (laughs) Cool. But, all right. Uh, this is the season of free agency in in football, and well, now the offseason. You know, players will be re-signed. Players will be, you know, told, their agents will be told, uh, we're, we're not going to bring you back, etc. So we're going to ask a question here. And I'm going to have to, there's a lot of them, so I'm going to read the list. Uh, I'm not going to read every single guy. Uh, so these are the unrestricted free agents that the Lions have. Okay, John? Yes. Uh, CJ Gardner Johnson, Romeo Aquara, Charles Harris, Emmanuel Mosley, Graham Glasgow, Jonah Jackson, uh, Vitae, Dan Skipper, Michael Badgley, Josh Reynolds, uh, Will Harris, Jalen Reeves Mabin, uh, Matt Nelson, Julian Aquara, Jake McQuaid, the long snapper, Craig Reynolds, Kendall Vildor, uh, Jason Cabinda. Now, there are some restricted ones too, like Zilstra, the uh, long snapper, Scott Daly, who got hurt. Brock Wright, Benito Jones, Anthony Pittman, uh, also uh, uh, DPJ is a free agent as well. Yes. Okay. So of all those guys, who's the one you do not want to see uh, re-signed? and who do you want to bring back? Pick one of each ilk, so to speak. Um. All right. So if we're if
2: we're only doing one, uh, oh. I guess there's a, a list that that we could uh, allow people to get to.
3: Yes. Um. Who
2: do you want back? Who do I want? I want uh, Graham Glasgow back. Okay. Um, I think that, that that him. I mean, there's other ones because, you know, when I say that, you know, there, there's other ones I want back. But he would be one that I think, especially with injuries to Frank Ragnow, I think Jonah Jackson is probably going to walk, and I'm not going to use him as my, you know, bus ticket. Right. We'll um, get to that in a second, yes. Yeah. But he's the one. That I that I think provides the most value for the least expense, uh, moving forward next year. Now, the one that I don't want to 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 resign is uh, is probably C.J. Gardner Johnson, and it's just because I don't I don't think he is worth what they may have to pay for him. Right. You but know I mean and, and, and I mean he didn't really do much here. Exactly. He was hurt, and that's not I mean that's not his fault. I'm not going to blame him for being hurt. No. That, that happens.
3: But, I give him credit for actually getting back to even oh, you know, a yeah. position to play. Most players wouldn't even do
2: that. Yeah, they would have just said, you know what, IR, I'm done. Yeah. I'll see you next year or whoever next year. But uh, And I will give him credit for that. But I just don't – You know, he could have cost the Lions um, in that uh, NFC Championship game. Ultimately, he didn't. But I don't think he adds the value you need in the secondary. Plus, you have Kirby Joseph back there. You've got some other guys that you can rely upon um, that I don't think you need him.
3: All right, the guy, and I'm not disagreeing with bringing Glasgow back. I just want to say somebody different, okay? Yeah. I'm um, bringing back Jalen Reeves-Maben. He would have been next on my list. Because uh, I think he really offers a lot uh, in in that locker room, and he's a very good special teams player, as you know, and he can fill in. On uh, defense. On defense. Yes. When guys you know get hurt, he had a, a, a nice, uh, what, blitz sack with uh, Iffy during the season, yeah. uh, later in the season. So the guy that I... I mean, it's no big deal. I mean, because he did nothing. He was a captain of the team. Charles Harris. See ya. Yeah. Nice guy. I remember we interviewed him two years ago at training camp. Really good guy. Yeah. Great guy in the room and all that. Bye. Yeah. Did, uh, did nothing.
2: Did nothing for you. Um, I mean,
3: they took a chance on him, and, you know, because he was a, a one time a, a first round draft choice, I believe, Miami. from Miami. yes. Yeah. Okay. And he's out of Missouri. And he had a good, the first year here, he was good. Yeah. He added value. Yes. And then this year, there
2: just wasn't anything. No. And then they restructured his deal to make it a little bit more team friendly mm-hmm. because I think that, actually, I think at the end of camp, he was one of those guys on the bubble that if they hadn't restructured, they probably would have said, you know, goodbye. Yes. And he just never ended up doing anything. I uh, mean, there's other guys on the list too. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm not going to, you know, steal everybody's, but I think, you know, when we talk about the offensive line and Jonah Jackson, He's one of those guys that I'm, I'm fine with them moving on from. And I don't want to say moving on from. I'm just not resigning. Correct. And if they did resign him, I'd be okay with it there as is. long as it's, it's commensurate with what I believe he adds to the team. He is a good run blocker. Pass blocking, He is. there are many more that are
3: better. Okay, let me ask you this question. That's not an option. Money the same, which it won't be, but for our little exercise here, exercise here. Do you rather have uh, Jonah Jackson or Graham Glasgow? Well, Uh, I refer to you because you know the. I'd rather have
2: Jonah Jackson because he's going to be here longer. Yes, could be here longer. Uh, Graham, he's twenty
3: seven. Glasgow is thirty two.
2: Yeah, I mean Graham's probably got another year, maybe two, at the level he's at now. Right. And then there's going to, I would anticipate uh, a little bit of a drop off. So um, I think Graham is the the, the reason I like Graham, and, and I've already stated, is his ability to back up all three spots inside. And if you know Frank is going to be touch and go at times throughout the course of the year, I'm never going to question his toughness. But there are games where he just not going to be able to go. Uh, you've got a guy in Graham Glasgow that can step in there and perform at a at a, at a good level.
3: Right. And look, if they decide not to bring him back or he decides he doesn't want to play anymore for or what the Lions are offering, you know, there's other guys out there, probably free agent wise with sure similar players than Graham Glasgow that can do that job. But the, the added value of having right. the same guy is that he's
2: very familiar with uh Jared Goff, he's very familiar with Ben Johnson the offense, how things are called, what they're looking at defensively, and I think that's that's also a great value. It's not just especially if you're talking about a backup, it's not just can they go in there and play? That's the most important part, but can they go in there and understand what you're trying to get done to protect Jared Goff and to run the football?
3: If you had to keep one or do you keep one or none or both of the Aquaras? I say
2: Get rid of them Yeah. I, they, again, what type of value have they added? Right. You know, Julian had a, a, a really good preseason. Yeah. But, you know, he was stashed on IR, which I thought was a good move. And I don't have any problem with him being on the roster. They just didn't do anything. Right. And, and Romeo, I mean, he's 29, never seemed to fully regain his, I don't want to say dominance, but his his peak level. of pro- producti- productivity. Yeah, after, after the Achilles injury.
3: Yeah. I mean, w- which happens a few other guys which I I won't be sorry if they left like will Harris I mean he's, he's okay he's a guy but he, exactly he is a guy uh the guy who I really like they he's he gets hurt all the time though is kabinda
2: yeah I mean he he does add to this offense he's and he's depending on what you're doing with the tight end position. Um, Brock Wright, obviously he's he's restricted. Um, Zilstra, you know, and, and are they going to provide the same value that Kambinda? I mean, they, they kind of can in terms of blocking tight ends and right. how you use them. You can use them coming out of the backfield, um, and so it, again, it depends on. And there's not a huge market for fullbacks in the NFL, no. so it's not like he's running to someone. Right, it's not like you
3: got the one in, uh, in San, San Francisco. Francisco. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: No, he's yeah. he's yeah he's he's basically another tight end.
3: Yes. 97. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, look, people love him, especially now he got a cult following because, you know, of him reporting eligible, and that's Dan Skipper, at thirty years old. But they don't have to bring him back. There's, as you said, just a guy, but he fits in with the team.
2: Well, he fits in with the team. Um, but if they can find a way to upgrade uh, as a backup tackle, then upgrade.
3: Yes. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Uh, Don't forget the best place to watch football, watch all sports in Las Vegas is at stadium swim, which is at the Circa stadium swim is awesome. They got a huge, huge screen and they have screens all around it. You just, you hang out, you have some cocktails, you're at the pool. You never know who you're going to see. It's just great. It's Vegas. It's downtown Fremont street. It's a great place. And you know, if you're going to go on vacation and you're going to watch sports, why be inside? Why not be outside? You know, taking the sun, the warmth, being in a pool, it's just so much fun. And, you know, there's good-looking babes in bathing suits too. You know, that's that's, that's always a plus as well. So, uh, CircuitLasVegas.com, book your spot today at Stadium Swim. You won't regret it. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Have some uh, ticket texts here for you. We we're talking about the Lions free agency list. Uh, who would you want to bring back? And who would you say, see ya? Uh, I basically said, uh, I want Jalen Reeves' Maben back. Uh, oh. You know, Johns was Graham Glasgow, which I think, yes. I'd like to see him come back too. Yeah. Uh, but the, at, at what price? I mean, that's that's the thing. Well, and it's always going to be the thing. You're going
2: to have to start managing. That's the good thing that Brad Holmes has to deal with now. It's not, you know, the worst roster in football anymore. Right. It is a quality roster. Other Others will, will covet some of the players that are free agents off of your roster. And you've got to start managing a salary cap now because you're going to have to start paying some of these mm-hmm. players.
3: And you, uh, as far as Cia, uh, was uh, C.D. Deuce. And yep. mine was uh, Charles Harris. Mm-hmm. All right, we have some ticket text. Uh Jordan from Sandusky says, keep Glasgow, let CJ go. That's what Yep. You said, CJ can go, runs his mouth too much for let- very little positive impact. Dude is out there giving teams bulletin board material in the playoffs. They can't back it up. And he did have an interception against Baker, right? Uh, Glasgow is number one for me, but I want Rodrigo back. Well, Rodrigo's not a free agent, I don't believe. Is no, he?
2: uh-uh. no. So he'll be
3: back. He's a solid tackler who can fill in as he did the NFC title game. And can learn more about the fullback position in training camp this year.
2: You know, there's there's a good counter to Kabinda. Yeah. Um, because, you know, he is healthy, um, has been. And we've seen him fill in at special teams. We've seen him fill in on defense. Um, that was a great interception.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he's he's got great value. Good question here. What would you do with Mosley? You give him another shot for much cheaper? Because it was a one-year deal. Right. I mean, who knows? It depends um, on his health. If he wants to come back for less and take a shot, whether he wants to do it here or maybe even go back to San Francisco or wherever. I'm, yeah, I, don't I mean, know.
2: It, there, it would have to be a one-year prove-it deal. Yes, um, like we've seen Brad Holmes, you know, structure before. And if he could stay healthy, I mean, I think he'd still be a good player. But now you're talking about
3: both knees mm-hmm. being reconstructed. Yes. Uh, when we go into the world of the uh, the off season, we do a lot of. Uh, Fantasy world, hypothetical situation, players that -hmm. you'd love to see wear the Honolulu blue and silver, uh, but what would you rather, but you have to give up a lot to get some of these guys. So we have a question for you. Uh, Who would you rather have? Player A, who is 23 years old, uh, just finished his third season, has made uh, two Pro Bowls, two All-Pros. That's number one. And number two, and he's a defensive back. The other one is a rusher, an edge rusher slash linebacker, who uh, will be 33 years old, and he had a pretty interesting bounce-back season this year uh, with plenty of sacks, like lots of them. How many? Um, 17? Yes. Yeah. Six Six were in one game. Right. So we're talking about Patrick Sertain and Khalil Mack. Yes. Now – obviously. Is there a limo driver? Is,
2: is he in town?
3: <laughs> <laughs> obviously uh Cleo Mack would, you don't have to give up as much to get him because he's older. How
2: many years do we know are left on his deal out oh. there in LA? I think I remember seeing two.
1: No, no. These are, guys are both uh They're going both into free? their last year. Oh, their last year. Okay. Not free agents. So the whole thing here is Instead of targeting free agents is already hard enough, right. to be quite honest. Right, but you, at least you know they're available. Mm-hmm. Targeting trade uh, candidates. But this has been a way that, you know, Super Bowl contenders have been kind of adding pieces is getting a guy that's late in the contract, getting out of a situation. The team wants to move on. It doesn't make sense for them right now. Um, I mean, Sertan does a little bit. Is he part of their rebuild or not? You know, but... I mean, you have two very different players here at very different parts of their career, but also uh, would be less capital for Mac than it would be for Sertan.
3: Now, for Sertan, the big rumor is that he's going to be part of a package uh, because Sean Payton wants, obviously, to get rid of Russell Wilson, move up to get one of the possibly, in his mind, the top three quarterbacks, which is Williams, May, or Jaden Daniels. So if you want Patrick Sertan, you got to take Russell Wilson as well? Well, no. no, I don't think so. I was gonna say, no, thank you. <laughs> no, there's not Big, gonna be no because the money's 31 crazy. Right. Yeah, there's
2: not gonna be 31 teams that would say yes to that. No. There's not gonna be one of 31.
3: I don't know about that. If, if that money aside, or because uh, of the contract. I mean, right. if you were a team, I don't know, that would say you know would want Patrick Sertain so much that you would put up with Russell Wilson for a year or two. Yeah, there might be, but the contract is just so ridiculous you can't do that. Right. So uh, if you're the Lions, I guess I'd rather have, God, I'd rather have Sertain, but the, you, you, the Lions would have to give up, especially since their number one draft choice is twenty
2: eight, 29. 29. Yeah.
3: You'd have to give up minimum of two number ones and some other stuff. So I don't think you could get certain.
2: Well, if you are thinking that next year you're going to be picking at 29, Again, maybe 31, 32. Well, I'd give up to number ones for
3: that. Yes, though, yeah. Okay, so if but, you give uh, up But what's this the other stuff, though? Because if I'm Denver, I'm not trading Patrick Sertain for the 29th pick in the draft and, let's say, the 28th pick in the draft or, you know, whatever. That, to me, is not enough if I'm Denver. If they think the Lions are going to be good next year. right. And, and, and I think most
2: people would sit there and say, okay, yeah, they're going to be good. They're going to be picking somewhere 25 to 32. Probably. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, but, but probably. Yeah. All right. So um, yeah, I, th- I don't think Denver does that. What else do they have to give up? Are they looking for, I mean, obviously they got to fill some of their roster as well. I, I, mean, I don't know what you'd have to give up that would equal that. Um, you know, I mean, you're
3: looking at. You're going to give up uh, Gibbs too. Gibbs and two number
1: ones. For oh, no, 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 I'm th- no, so, no. And that's the whole thing with the topic here. Right. So certain you can't, yeah, you're you can't a, get, you're getting a franchise cornerback if you trade for him, but you've got to give up a lot yeah. and then you're going to give him a hundred million dollar contract. Right. Or do you trade for Khalil Mack, who probably has another two years left in the tank as a pass rusher, um, familiar with the division, less of a, less of a contract. You still gonna have to pay him some good money over the, the shorter contract. Mm-hmm. I would go with Mack in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. Because the price is cheaper. You could probably get him for the second-round pick.
3: If that's all they would take is...
2: You got go go to go back to
1: Jalen Ramsey last year, guys. He yes. didn't get a first. No. I mean, you might be able to get Mack for a third here.
3: If I
2: you, would, get, you I get him would, for a third, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. I mean, I'd do that while sleeping.
3: And i do it for a second because, well, this past season, Brad Holmes was really good on the second rounds. Years before, not as much. So the percentage percentages there.
2: Yeah, uh, but here's the thing, and, and I think the Lions are in this position. When we start talking about free agency, and I'm not talking about everybody that you sign in free agency, because no. you want to go out and get guys that are, you know, hey, maybe they're too expensive for their teams, and they haven't been able to get anything in return. They, they, they don't want to franchise, mm-hmm. but you want to get somebody who's young that is that that's going to be part of the key the other part is because they are a team that is contending and we believe they're going to continue to contend much like we've seen other teams whether it's it's Miami right going after Ramsey or it's New England in their heyday going after some guys that maybe only have a year two left of good football mm-hmm that's where the Lions are right now, being able to add some of that veteran talent that you're not going to have to give up a lot of capital for, or you don't have to pay top end, but you're still going to get all close to top end production
1: And wh- where for has, a year or two. Has Brad Holmes really done this yet? Like I'm just scatterbrained right now on it. I'm just thinking through. Like, what's the big trade other than Stafford? Obviously, I mean,
2: well, I mean, there has—I don't know that there's been a big you trade. The Trinity Benson trade. I mean, well, was, and, and but they, okay, they Why? traded away Hawk. Um, yes, that's probably. No, no, I
1: mean, in a, acquiring somebody, it's always been about it's, right. We it's trade, now, they traded it's, Swift. It's now time to become the organization, like you just said, right, like they were Miami sellers, and now they're but now right. they got to be buyers, right? To, to to target those guys out there that have not much left on their contract, probably. Uh, you're going to need to extend them to a degree, but they can make a difference. And I think Mac is such a great candidate for that for this team because I also think it unlocks Hutchinson. I mean, oh, you're talking absolutely. about an you're talking about defensive line that has Hutchinson, Mac, and McNeil. I don't even care who the fourth guy is at that point.
2: Well, and and you're also not only does it support him and unlock him, you're also looking. I mean, he's still only in his second year, and we want more from Aiden Hutchinson. This is a guy that has great experience. And it's not a matter of studying. It's not a matter of like that, all of that stuff you don't have questions for Mm -hmm. with Aiden Hutchinson. But it is a matter of on the field improving when you need that win on a one on one battle and when you need it most in a fourth down uh, situation. And you've just got to have a win. Where does he turn to to get some of that knowledge? If you bring in a Khalil Mack, now all of a sudden you have some of that in the media. Yeah. He says, hey, maybe, uh, Hutch, try this. Yeah. You know, this is what I, this is what I did four years ago. You know, blah blah blah, and all of a sudden you put that on the roster, you put that in that room, and it not only puts another threat on the other side uh, rushing, which would open up. It would help Khalil Mack. To yes, have Ian Hutchinson on one side, so he's going to look at a team. If I'm going to if I'm going to open up and be trade, I don't know if he has a no trade clause or not. But if he's going to open that up, now all of a sudden it works for both. Right now
3: he's had he's he plays with uh, Joey Bosa now. Right. And so if he's going to go somewhere, he doesn't want to be the only guy. Exactly. All right. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. or Mac. That's on the table. Also, uh, the Seahawks with a new coach. What does Washington do? That's coming up next. Ninety seven on the ticket. Hey, when it comes.